ladies and gentlemen, niggas and crackers, guys, gals, and, and non-binary pals, hot girls and city boys, saints and ain'ts, and, and all our Harlem family, family. Welcome, welcome to your very own podcast. Welcome back, one and all, once again to another episode of your favorite bi-monthly broadcast, Harlem's very own. I am, as always, your illustrious co-host, Justin Winley, a.k.a. Yes, Harriet Did Free Slaves, a.k.a. Keep Black Women's Names Out Your Mouth, a.k.a. Put Her on the $20 Bill While We At It, joined by my boy. Wow. (laughs) Yep, just... Wow, Justin. That's yeah, you were right. You're right. Oh man. All right, yo, it's it's Jude Ali Sevis Wilson, aka I am the powerful, the pleasurable, the indestructible Mushu, aka the Thug Muppet, aka Tall Tyrion. Was good. So Justin, um, real quick, with those AKAs of yours, those, those shots, man. You have anything to say real quick before we get into, you know. Before we get into it, I I want to say things, but I also I feel like no, it's not even that. It's just like I feel like this. We're trying to keep a time limit. <laughs> we don't need Understood. to take away from it by okay. discussing. We've already talked about Kanye on this podcast. That was our first episode, and you know maybe we'll come back to him eventually. I mean, I it, it's. Yeah, let's just talk about Friday. <laughs> okay, let's, so let's be happy. So Friday is a classic, classic black movie. It's classic cinema from um, the great Ice Cube, who was an MC in NWA, and he's mm-hmm. got his movie start in film in um, in uh, the in Boys in the Hood with uh, mm-hmm. John Singleton, R.P. to the God, and then he wrote it. That's his right. Own movie. He did pass away. Yeah. Yeah, John Singleton passed away, I think, a year or some change ago. I think he had, like, a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. And watch out for Snowfall. That shit is crazy. But, um, yeah. yeah, so Friday is basically, for those who don't know, like, Justin, until <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> is a fun comedy based in the hood of South Central Los Angeles, where Craig, played by Ice Cube, and his buddy Smokey, played by Chris Tucker, are just basically just chilling, but get into trouble with a drug dealer by the name of Big Worm, over 200 measly Big little worm. dollars. Yeah. And it's just them sitting around trying to get this money, being some lazy ass niggas, can't even lie to you, and mm-hmm. getting in contact with Hoochie Mamas, beautiful young ladies, and Debo, the big old bully of the hood. And right. Being bugged by uh, another R.I.P. John Witherspoon, aka Granddad, aka Pops, from uh, getting a job. So, can I have your initial review of the movie? Your initial yeah, thoughts, sure. your initial everything. Um. So, yeah, Friday was was pretty cool. I, I <laughs> which I know maybe is like an underwhelming response. Um, I definitely think that had I seen this movie 
around the age everyone else saw it, like probably like in middle school, if not earlier, it would have, mm-hmm. it would mean a lot more to me and it would have had a bigger impact because yeah. the, 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 it's got like the dynamic, you know, and obviously very like over the top, sometimes crass, often crass humor um, is, would have been like perfect. And it's not like I didn't laugh during the movie. Um, you know, I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I also thought it was cool that Ice Cube wrote it and like seeing I remember when I watched uh, when I watched Straight Outta Compton mm-hmm. sometime last year. That movie ends with it's like him writing Friday on you know yeah. on the computer, um, and it's a nice little preview. Um, mm-hmm. And I I genuinely enjoyed um, the performances for the most part, and I thought that the writing was pretty solid. Um, I I mean we'll get there like as we go through the plot, but I think that I mean. I, I didn't I thought he was going to be in this movie more, but um, Bernie Mac shows up mm-hmm. and in my opinion, steals steals the movie. Like, I, I think that is, really? his character is is to me. And I just think that, you know, again, RIP to the late, great Bernie Mac gone way too soon. I think he was one of the funniest men who mm-hmm. ever lived, to be honest. And I remember when, when he, he showed, died. Yeah, it was so like that's that's a celebrity death that definitely hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we liked the Bernie Mac show over here. So we, oh, hell yeah, we loved it. And I remember him in uh, Madagascar too. I remember sitting in the theater yeah. and he was already dead and I'm like, Oh shit, Bernie Mac. <laughs> it was, he had three movies that came out after he died. Um, one of them was like soul, soul men or some soul brothers or something like that with Sam Jackson, yeah. which I haven't seen, but he was, he was just a trip. And one of, he gives one of the favorite lines for me, which is, uh, when he sees Mrs. Who is it? Mrs. Uh, the neighbor. What's her name? Uh, Miss Parker. Miss Parker. Miss Par- Parker was. Well, you, yeah. you probably know already, Justin. You can like see oh, what like I, I was yeah. going through with Miss Parker. <laughs> you can see. I, as for some as soon as I saw it, I was like, ah, so that explains certain things. <laughs> <laughs> that explains certain things. But yeah, overall, um, it's definitely I, I definitely liked it. Um, and I, of course, we'll do like final thoughts at the end. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, how how many times have you seen it? I've seen now? it a few times, just over and over again. I remember just watched clips of it when I was a little kid, and you're just trying to find things on YouTube without paying yeah. for it. And I used to love Chris Tucker because for some reason I wanted to be a stand-up comedian when I was like like thirteen or fourteen. And <laughs> yeah, you were idolizing Cat Williams. <laughs> I was idolizing Cat <laughs> Williams for no reason, bro. I look back at some of the stand-up I was listening to, and I'm just like. Why did I find this funny? I know I'm 12 <laughs> or 13. But I'm like, I'm smarter than this. <laughs> you know? And I feel like stand-up has kind of like taken a little a little steep fall because I, I'm, I don't know. They're just not as funny anymore. I don't know what's happening. But I want to be a stand-up comedian and Chris Tucker was one of my inspirations. And then when I saw Friday, I just, I was just, I just died. You know, mm. when you're 12 or 13 years old, and I was putting like white kids from the suburbs onto Friday and they're dying. <laughs> and it was just such a really cool movie for me to watch. And I watched it by myself. I remember seeing it on DVD. I didn't watch it on DVD, but I would see the DVD case of an old babysitter's house. I'm like, what's this? I'm like, listen, man, you got to see this shit. And when I saw it, it was just one of those fun movies. Mm-hmm. It's not that deep because last, last time we uh, were recording, we were watching New Jack City. And right. Friday's not that deep of a movie at all, but some things I thought about it were like um, it shows the frustration um, living in areas like like L.A. and Harlem 
that we can yeah. all relate to, like not having a job, being fired. We don't know for sure if Craig stole those boxes or not, but I think right. we could all relate to being accused of something we didn't do, especially exactly. being black, yeah. especially being whatever. And the pressure on our families to like get a job and make something of ourselves. I don't think you and me ever experienced that, but I know other folks have experienced that with their families that like, you need to get a job, you're lazy, you're this, you're that. And you're mm-hmm. kind of being berated all the time. I thought it was an interesting kind of take on it. Like we're going through all this, but all this funny, funny shit can happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's something I thought was kind of cool about the movie. It's not, that's the deepest thing I think about it. And then also, I wonder why Craig had the gun in the first place. Yeah. So, so we could like, we could like do a, a I guess a light synopsis, you know, and, and go through the plot and then like, you know, talk about those moments as we, as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure like most of the people listening to this, I'm like the only person on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> One really of three people who yeah. haven't seen Friday. The only people um, that who haven't seen Friday are you and babies being born at 201 July 21st 2020 <laughs> 22nd July 22nd yeah July 20, oh um, my god I'm reading the wrong fucking note <laughs> no but you're you're right um I I'm a I'm assuming that most people have seen it but it starts um it's another it's another movie like New Jack City um it starts with a line kind of like out of context mm-hmm. um it starts with Chris Tucker Chris Tucker's line to um Ice Cube Mm-hmm. Right. When he says, uh, you know, I know you don't smoke weed, but I'm gonna get you high because it's Friday. You ain't, you ain't got no job. You ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> um, and, then, and then we get the new line logo um, and then we open up uh, and we meet. Um, I think we do meet Craig first. Right. Yeah. Like, well, well, actually, we're going through his house and like everyone's sleeping and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see Craig wakes up. snoring yeah. with that stocking cap on his head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ordering the chicken in his dream. Um, that sounds like some good ass chicken. It probably was. I mean, and all those lines, every line in Friday is dropped in boondocks at some point. All the fries you can see, give me. It's mm-hmm. interesting that you say that because I, even just like the first 10 minutes of this, I was like, because I've another, hey, I'm also late to the boondocks train, guys. I'm sorry. I just Justin, why are you so late? Why are you so late? <laughs> so I just. I just started watching the boondocks, but I, I started looking for similarities between the crew because I was like, did someone who wrote on, on boondocks write this movie or, and it's like, I couldn't really like F Gary Gray didn't direct boondocks or anything, mm. but you can definitely tell there's an influence. Um, Cause there's a lot of like when, uh, when Craig is setting up his trash cans um, mm-hmm. outside his house, you know, his mom tells him to, to, or his dad actually tells him to take up the trash. There's that little, this bad little kid on the bike and he's riding by. And Boondocks likes to do this thing where there'll be like an argument going on in the background or there'll be someone talking while the actual scene is happening. Um, yeah. And they, I, that kind of happened in Friday. Like the little kids is like off screen, still talking smack to Craig. So I, I, yeah. it made me, they're very similar. So I, that, that makes sense then. Yeah. And another thing, a lot of actors from the from Friday are in Boondocks. Are in like Boondocks. obviously Pops, but then Craig's sister, Rashida, oh my God, Rashida Jones? No, no. Regina King. Regina King. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice her at first. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, she played his yeah. sister. And I think that's where a lot of the Friday influence got into Boondocks was Granddad and 
and Regina King because Regina As King Huey plays both Huey yeah. and Riley. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I didn't know she was in this, but um, when I saw her, you know, it was, it's, she's always great. And then she's in a, she's doing a lot of dope work nowadays too. Um, yeah, she just like won an Oscar for, yeah. She just won an Oscar for if Beale street could talk. So good for her. Um, but yeah, so Craig, he wakes up, he gets the cereal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's no, like the, the fridge is barren, you know, it's basically empty. And that's, this is where his dad comes in and he's like, you need to get a job. His dad works for the pound. He's a Poor dog bastard. catcher. Yep. <laughs> which is like that's such a brutal job um mm-hmm. and it's not one that you dog catchers? Have... i don't even know i don't even know if that's a like i don't know what that looks like now um if it's the same sort of thing the same kind of job that it used to be it, but it's also not a job you see a lot in movies even like with blue collar workers it's usually mm-hmm. like oh he's a factory worker or he's a delivery man or he's a salesman or whatever but he's <laughs> john witherspoon is a dog catcher um we meet his mother too, played by, I didn't look up this actress's name, but she's been, she's been in a lot, in a bunch of stuff. In the time um, during the time, she was uh, played a security guard with John Winterspoon on um, the Wayne's Brothers. Hmm. Anna Marie Horsford is her name. Horsford. She's in a lot of Tyler Perry stuff nowadays. She's been in a Medea oh, Christmas God. and all that. Poor bats. Listen, you got to pay the bills. <laughs> you got to pay the bills to sell your soul. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, um, he, his dad admonishes him, you know, go get a job, go down to this place. He basically is like, he's telling him he could be a dog catcher. Um, and, uh, Ice Cube is like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm good off that homie. Um, this is the scene of course, where they're in the bathroom while John Witherspoon is Mm -hmm. dropping heat. Dropping bombs. (laughs) Yo, yo, parents don't care, bro. They really do not care. After a while, they're like, listen, I smell your shit. My entire life, you can smell for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, parents yeah. do not give a damn. Which is another great line. Um, and he's spraying the 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 air freshener all over the place. Um, he meets the sister, and then he goes into his room. Um, and this is where we get Smokey, played by Chris Tucker, mm-hmm. popping in. Um, is that after he he runs into Big Worm on the street? That's before. Before, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, pops in, he, he's like, Come out, come outside and smoke with me. Yeah, runs the big worm and he's trying to sell Bud for big worm, but he's a weed addict, which <laughs> I which it's not really a, I mean, it's a thing, but it's not a thing at the same time. It's just so yeah, petty. That was that was interesting because I think one of the one of the deeper points I think the movie might be trying to make is it is talking about addiction a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have, but and it's trying to do it in a lighthearted way. So you have, um, what is that dude's name? The, the you have the crackhead. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, Ezel, Ezel, Ezel. Yeah, you have him running around. You know, oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> my neck, dude. my back. I want two hundred thousand dollars, but I'll settle for twenty. <laughs> what was your experience with 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 potheads in high school or in middle school? Me. Bro, yeah. I was homeschooled, you know bro. You forget. I, oh, I, that's right. I, yeah, I was homeschooled, but I dated a few, and it was just around a lot. Mm. Um, but the people who were just like pot, they, they, they just smoked all the time, bro, and they kind of mind their business. But what I, one thing I'm actually noticing right now is like maybe it was also a warning sign to some weed heads because we're mm. at Smokey and Craig's age now. Yeah, and that's if, true. 
and their lives were just funny for one day, but your life can just be can just be funny, but it could be nothing else. So it might be like, yo, you better like get your shit together yeah. soon. Yeah, like yo, I could like be getting shot for two hundred dollars because I'm just trying to sell a little <laughs> bit of weed, but I'm smoking all of it. Exactly. I, I was I, I was going to say that my high school had a big um, opioid issue, and because you went to Laguardia, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and not for nothing. <laughs> I remember. I heard. I heard some stories. <laughs> I'm sure you did, bro. I've heard some Everyone... stories. Are all that pressure <laughs> those kids are on? Huh? To, all that pressure those kids are on to like audition, yeah. be in shape, sing well, act well, yeah. play the guitar yeah. well. And they're getting influenced by like Jimi Hendrix or whoever the fuck, and they just start wilding. Of Did course. you see a lot of like wild shit in LaGuardia? Because I know you were you're you're the chill one. You know what? I'm just gonna scoop back over here. <laughs> I'm scoop. Yeah, I uh well I I noticed it affect a lot of my friends. And like it wasn't just the opioids, but the opioids coupled with weed. Like people were definitely they would they would pop a pill before they came to school, yeah. before their before the major classes, and then they would they would smoke after school. Um and it it even friends from middle school and all love, you know, if they I don't even know if they listen to that, uh to this. Um but all my all my friends who um or I should say most of the friends I have who started smoking, like it wasn't like they they turned evil or they became like nah, no, deadbeat. No, no, no. But it definitely does take over your personality, absolutely. Because yeah. like once you start doing that, it introduce it introduces you to a subculture that um that just becomes part of your new identity. And then you know, sometimes that can affect um, a bunch of different things. Yeah, yeah. So I think this this movie is getting into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so one of the big plot points is that Craig, he kind of smokes for pretty much the first time or the first time in a long time. Yeah. And you see that process, and then it's a whole that's you know part of the comedy too. Um, but I mean, Over I think that this as fuck. I'm just saying. Cause... <laughs> Go ahead, but you you would yeah. th- you would think that he had smoked the angel dust that Smokey is talking Yo, about. That shit was mad funny. <laughs> um, that shit was uh, mad funny. I another t- I favorite line about that. They were scared of angel dust ever since that. The yeah, two, I don't. The two instances of angel dust in movies was that and Training Day, and everyone got scared. That isn't Training Day. Yeah, that one I have seen. Don't worry, guys. I've seen Training. Thank God. <laughs> um. Great movie, uh, but movie. that's an that's another favorite line, by the way. When when Smokey is recounting that, and he's like, "I'm in deep, I'm in Debo pigeon coop, sweating like a slave." <laughs> he went into, in a pigeon coop. His physical comedy in the in the movie is great. Like yeah. the way that he moves, and he's always so like hyper and everything. I mean, it's it's he's he's doing a great job, and it's interesting because apparently when he auditioned the first time, he bombed. But he had like a dinner with one of the producers or something and and, and got the part after that. Um, yeah. So what are we talking about? Ice Cube got high. But before that. Oh, yeah. So so the I think that the movie is trying to, like you said, a little bit be a cautionary tale, um, mm-hmm. you know, but you're kind of I, I feel like one of the things I wrote down was that it's kind of like a play in some ways mm-hmm. or that you could it could be it could be adapted into one because it mostly takes place in one location. Yeah. Um, they're sitting in front of their house, you know, just watching the neighborhood. And, and that I think is indicative of what F Gary Gray wanted to capture because by this point, this is like four years after boys in the hood. Yeah. Um, 
and he was like all the hood movies are like tragic and they're people are getting shot and all that and like i wanted to make one that's just about you know dudes just chilling on the stoop and like making fun mm-hmm. of stuff that they see which is really all this movie is it's it's a stoner movie it's a hangout movie um and but i think that you could definitely uh i could definitely see it being adapted with like the cast of characters it has but this is eventually we meet um you know he's having they're having the conversation uh craig is like yeah you know i got fired they thought i stole something and smokey's like yeah you know yada 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 you need to you need to get yourself a job meanwhile smokey is obviously blatantly um uh except for when he's you know dealing um and he he runs into big worm uh played by phase on love who this guy looked like he looked familiar i'm i was he is phase on love is big like oh he's from elf maybe that's what i recognize he's been in a lot of things he's just that I'm sorry. He's he's the fat black dude that's funny as shit that should just like pop in there every now and then. He's funny yeah. as shit and he's talented and he does his job well. But that's kind of what he's been typecasted as. That's his type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he plays this this dealer with this Jerry curl wig on, talking about <laughs> talking to Smokey about like you know you've been smoking up my weed. Um, and Smokey's like you know I would never do that, man. And you know this, and that's where we that's where we get. Which I. I've been I've said that before, and I've always thought it was like a funny thing to say, but I never knew where it came from. Bro. I think the first first time I heard it was in, um, you know that that Key and Peele sketch where he's playing Obama, and he's like every time he sees a white person, he shakes their hand very formally, but every oh, time he yeah, sees a black of person, course. and you know this, and you know this, you know this, we right here, right? That <laughs> funny. So um, I'm your anger translator. Yeah. We're we gotta we should probably recreate those at some point. Absolutely, <laughs> that would be funny. Um, but yeah, so he meets he meets up with Big Worm. You know, he's like, he, this is where he finds out he owes him the two hundred, and then what happens? He damn, what happens? I don't know. He just goes back with Craig. Craig is talking to his pops, and I don't know now because I've seen it so many times, but also it's. Those instances, you just kind of forget, like the in between, the actual funny, funny parts. Some of the scenes blend together, yeah, because it's all in one place. Like mm-hmm. because they're sitting in front of the house for so much of it, you're like, wait, when does this part happen? But I, you know, eventually they meet. Uh, Debo yeah. shows yeah. up. Debo, oh yeah, then no, we're introduced with the Debo story when it goes black and white into the flashback yeah. of a couple yeah. days ago when when he uh, had that dude's bike. And he knocked him out for it. I was like, <laughs> that, sure, you can. that was what had me dying when I was 12 years old. When Chris Tucker <laughs> stands over this nigga and says, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanted to say that to somebody so bad if I ever got into a fight. Is that, is that part of the motivation for, for doing but, martial arts? <laughs> like, one day not, I'll be say this nah man i was a nigga with big titties and i didn't want big titties no more <laughs> that was it bro you were you were aka phase on love back then i was aka phase on love <laughs> you know what I'm saying? i will say one of the one of two uh screen debuts for actors that became pretty big later on in this movie happens in the in the flashback um you don't really know i didn't even notice him i had michael, michael Clark. yeah He's one of Debo's boys shooting craps. I was like, 
what? When I went back and looked, I could see him. But before I was only focusing on Tiny Lister, mm-hmm. um, uh, who I only, but before this, I'd only known from The Dark Knight. You remember him in that movie? He play- yeah, bro. He plays the prisoner on the boat that gets up and he's like, you know, so Joker puts the two detonators on the, on the, on the cruise ships. And he's like, one of, you know, you each have the remote detonator to the bombs in the other ship. So one of you has to blow up the other one or I blow you both up. And tiny Lister is one of the prisoners from, from uh, Arkham or, or Blackgate or whatever. And he gets up and takes it from the ward. And he's like, uh, you don't, you want to live, but you don't know how to take a life. Give it to me. And then, but he oh, winds up damn. throwing the dead. I remember yeah, that. Watch that movie again, and you'll, and you'll, and you'll, because he, I mean, he still looks like Tiny Lister. He's not, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's big as hell and has a lazy eye. Sorry, he's just, yeah. Um, oh. so yeah, he, he, he pops up in that, but, um, he plays Debo in this, who's like this big neighborhood bully, always running around on this little bike, um, jacking people for their, you know, every time he comes around, Ice Cube and, uh, and, uh, Chris Tucker have to hide their chains and their, pagers and whatever from him um and he gets he gets smoky to break into this dude's house with him that was funny uh, that why is that man in why why is that man in that neighborhood if south la is yeah. so bad why is there this yuppie <laughs> just yeah with this like 1920s langston hughes word. finger waves <laughs> and the pink and the bright pink shirt i fuck with pink Camar dipset all day. I fuck with pink <laughs> and those and those high ass shorts. And his shirt is tucked into his shorts. And the- yeah, telling people to stop walking on his grass, bro. Yeah. what are you doing in this neighborhood? He he definitely did it to himself a little bit. Um, but and who is that actor too? There's a lot of like actors, like small character actors in here. I feel like they probably popped up a lot through the through the um, the nineties. But that, like, like, like Mr. Parker, you know, the midget, you see him yeah. all the time. You see yeah, him the, all the, the time. Person. Yeah. Tony Cox. Let's see wait, what else this wait, guy. Wait, wait, wait. Did, did I just say a bad word? Was that I bad? think you, yes. I think that's no longer, for, I don't, for a while, I think that's not been the way. <sighs> okay. Because when, 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 I, when I heard the term, like, dwarf, and lo- that just sounds mad belittling. But I'm not that's I'm, I'm I don't not have, I'm not them, but I'm just like this yeah. Is, I yeah, I thought little person sounds like how you would refer to like your child. Or um, like you're a little person, sweetie, you're be gonna become a big person. Yeah. When you're right. older you can you know, but yes, this this uh actor I just wanna know how he even swung, you know, Miss Parker, Parker initially. Well, it's that's that's one of the setups in the movie um, that I think. Oh, well, yeah. So we actually have to go back then because that's one of the setups I think kind of works well in this movie is that like they're uh, Smokey and Craig are walking past her house and they see her. And, you know, and obviously they're she's in this like ridiculous outfit. She's wearing shorts that are like basically panties and she has the tied, you know, button down shirt and she's she's using the garden hose and everything. Mm -hmm. Um and Smokey is like, you know, I know he ain't hitting that right about like Mr. Parker. Um, and that you at first, like that can just kind of mean anything. You know, he's just yeah. like hating on it. But then later you find out, oh, he's saying because he's so short. Like, how could he, you know, be doing that? Um, but yeah, so we, they set up this 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 lustful character, Mrs. Parker. And mm-hmm. then Debo shows up. They go to rob this guy's house and they get two hundred dollars. 
Um, but Debo keeps all of it, even though he yeah. forces Smokey to go into the house with him, which later becomes important because that's exactly how much money Smokey needs to pay back Big Worm. Mm -hmm. um, while they're inside, uh, oh wait, yeah, before, <laughs> yeah, this movie does blend. Before before Debo shows up, I think the pastor shows up, and this is when they're first rolling up the weed for the first time. Um, and this too. is Bernie Mac playing pa uh, Pastor Clever. Um, mm -hmm. Again, it's like a it's basically a cameo. Like he's in the movie for maybe five minutes altogether, but yeah. uh, he doesn't quite. It's a golden job. five minutes. Yeah, it's it's just great. And he shows up, and um, he's like, let, let, "Let me get some of that for the for the for the uh, what is it for the glaucoma or something." He's the talking cataracts. about for the cataracts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he sees Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Parker, and he says, "The Lord is my shepherd." You know what I want, and he walks over to her house, and he says, "Let's let's let's pray together. Let's let's do some prayer." So That's he goes it. in. To, you know when he passes that do shit like that? Do I know any? No, no, no. I, I, no. I don't. I don't know no. any. I don't no. know any. Uh, all the pastors in my life, all the ministers and men of God, are upstanding citizens, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. um, but it is. But the stereotype exists for a reason. Like it definitely. <laughs> I'm there are definitely especially once you start getting into like I think mega churches and um televangelism and stuff like that, you know, that level of celebrity comes with some uh temptation, let's call it. But you know, yeah, the, I've, that's the crooked pastor is like that's one of those stereotypes in black movies that you see a lot. Um I wonder why cuz black folks are so involved in a lot of black folks are so involved in the church. In the church, yeah, that's, it's it's. I wonder why that's a big thing. It's interesting. It's like, yeah, I don't even really, I don't even really know, um, because it is such a part of our culture. But I guess, you know, it's a way of making fun of a person without necessarily making fun of the the belief or the practice. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's recurring in a lot of stuff. He shows up though. Ice Cube has to stand out and watch for Smokey and Debo while the while Mr. Whatever that dude's name, while Langston Hughes is away. Um, <laughs> Mr. Betty Boop. And uh, wow, at, at <laughs> with those big ass eyes <laughs> with a mustache. Um, oh, and at God. that point, uh, we get, you know, now Mr. Parker returns home and he goes into the house and then, you know, he you know, he chases uh, Pastor Clever out, you know, in his like suspenders and a hat running into his car um, and he drives away and, and Mr. Parker throws a brick at the back of his car. Yo, that's that the last week. Um, yeah, that's, listen, Chuck that thing. <laughs> for real, Brett Favre. Um, but yeah, then he, for the rest of the movie, you see him a little bit, Mr. Parker, he's like throwing uh, his wife's clothes out on the, on the lawn and stuff. Um, He's but yeah, <laughs> they set up that, um, that like, okay, Debo snatches the $200 and now they need to find a way to make that up before the end of the night. Otherwise, uh, big worm is ready to, 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 uh, to shoot them, eliminate, to eliminate them. And now by this thing, they're like, yo, yeah. <laughs> but he goes to his sister, let me $200. The way he's asking this shit is like, not even like, yo, listen, He's he's not humble right. and somber about it like, at oh, all. I'm scared. He's like, let me two hundred dollars. For word. what? <laughs> <laughs> but now by this point, I have to say, 
another thing we have to back up and mention that uh, we've skipped over the we best part. Over, like what? That's right. Aside aside from Bernie Mac, the best part of the film, Miss Nia Long. Ah, Nia Long. The one that J. Cole was too young for. Yes, sir. <laughs> played by, uh, well, not, not played by, but playing Debbie. Um, and we see her jogging. Uh, now, you know, it was it was refreshing to see Nia, uh, Nia Long back in something that was good because I was <laughs> I was oh, yeah. watching part of this movie, Fatal Attraction, on Netflix. How was that? The night. How was that, it's my brother? Like, I couldn't even finish it. Um, I mean, she's good, but she's the movie good. itself, I like to watch, like, I actually like to watch those bad, bad lifetime obsession type movies, but this one wasn't even entertaining. Like, it has um, Omar Epps playing... Ancient nigga is always bad guy. Yeah. And I just like, it's kind of, he's not super believable in it. And also, I don't know if I buy that Omar Epps and Nia Long would hook up in real life. So I don't know. I mean, the nineties were a crazy time. Like we said, last episode, Vivica and 50. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, man. All sorts of stuff was going on. (laughs) Still have a beef over that. It's still funny. Um, But yeah, Nia Long's, (laughs) <laughs> Nia Long shows up and she's playing Debbie, who's, you know, Craig Jones' neighborhood crush. Um, Gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Do, rocking the classic 90s, you know, hairstyle combo of like the short pixie cut with the bangs. Halle Berry did it. Yeah. Um, Vivica did it. You know, it was it was it was uh, it was what worked back then. And they I all pre- looked good. I appreciate her running. I appreciate the way she was just running in the neighborhood because you don't see that. And it's. It's refreshing to see a woman being able to run freely in her neighborhood, yet mm-hmm. these things are being disgusting, <laughs> and it's to set up the film. But she's just, hi, I'm enjoying my time. I'm healthy. I'm going to school. I'm doing my thing. It was a really nice, refreshing thing to see with Nia yeah. Long. And that's what she plays. She usually played a refreshing girlfriend character. Yeah, yeah. Definitely has like this perfect girl next door energy mm-hmm. for the for the film that just like that works. Um and it was really, you know, um it was like a dynamite year for uh, not even year, a decade for Nia Long. Um yeah. she basically worked, she was working pretty much if a movie wasn't out, she was filming it for the for all of the 90s. So she'd been in actually she, Ice Cube and Regina were all in Boys in the Hood together. Um Yeah. Oh, in I Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Then she made she did mm-hmm. uh, Made in America in '93, um, and then she worked in '95. But West in 1997, in yeah, um, in 1997 she had Have Plenty, Soul Food, and Love Jones all in the same year. Um, so she was she she was working, and that, you know it goes to show. You see that I, I think like when an actor, especially when an actress is um is is new and she's young and she looks good or whatever you, you know mm-hmm. she's all over the place and that happens today too you know um but it was i think it was definitely a thing in the 90s because of that kind of hip hop what guess what she was in in like 2003 oh she was what? in bad ass not directed by Mario Van Peebles <laughs> oh yeah was that that must be the sequel then to Sweet Sweetback? I think he made it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, she 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 plays. What was I gonna say? 
Oh yeah. So there's, there's a point where um, she comes over to see Craig and Smokey is there too. And then she sets like, he's like, you know, uh, when are you going to set me up with your friend? Um, and he gets on the phone with this, with this chick Rita. And I just got to say, you see this joke come, you see this joke coming a mile away. Like yeah. the, the whole, the whole thing, like this was, as soon as he got on the phone and she was describing herself, I was like, she's going to be fat, isn't she? That's going to be, wow. <laughs> that's going to be the point. Assuming, assuming, I, I just, I knew how I was like, I feel like this, it's the, it's the mid nineties. This is, this is a hood classic. That's going to be the joke. Um, but he's talking to this girl on the phone. She's like, I'm light skin, I'm thick. And people say, I look like Janet Jackson, <laughs> which turns out to not be the case. Describing themselves like that. Like, this is not your Tinder, bro. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, I didn't even know thick was a thing in the mid nineties. I didn't know people were saying it like that. Bro, we loved ass at all times. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I know that, but I'm saying like I didn't Walker, like <laughs> I didn't know the way we were describing it was thick, like you know. Um, and I also like even it 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 goes to show there's really nothing new, like because and like things get recycled all the time because even yeah. the even the phrase "hook up" wasn't something that I really thought we were using in the '90s. Like no, that seemed like a thing that came out in the in like 2012. You know, people started talking about hooking up. Um, yeah, man. But, and then yeah. another term we got from Friday was by Felicia with um, yes. Mia Long's sister. Yes. Was, I, that was harsh. That was real harsh. I don't know many. I don't know any Felicia's at all, really. But like, oof. Yeah. That be, well, that, that became like this, like this movie birthed a million memes. And that was one of them. Like everyone was saying bye Felicia for that's just the thing, you know, mm -hmm. that we say now. Um, and it's interesting. Felicia is actually connected to kind of one of the things that's, that's a little weird for me about the movie is that like, so basically literally at the 55 minute mark. Yeah. Um, and by this point, like, They've run into Debo a couple of times. Mm -hmm. They've uh, they've had the threat made on their lives. I think also we've gotten this is right after we get the second screen debut of uh, and this one is Megan Good. She shows oh, yeah, up as one of the little kids when she was in the ice ice cream truck. Yeah, yeah, and standing in front of the ice cream truck. And I wondered for a second if she was going to have a line or not, or if she was just an extra. She did. But it was yeah, she has a line. Yeah, but it was it was crazy seeing her because I just watched um, Eve's Bayou. A couple of weeks ago, which is uh, she's in that with um, Journey Smollett, uh, mm -hmm. Just Jussie's older sister. I Who think was older. Jussie Smollett. Smollett. I think it's Smollett. 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 I don't know. Smollett. Smollett. Um, but yeah, both of them obviously would go on to be in Roll Bounce later on, another That's classic. Um, but yeah, so right after that, we get this scene where. Smokey and Craig are sitting down and Smokey's like, yeah, I got to make this money, whatever. Um, but he's kind of still making a joke of it. And, and Craig is like, that's all you do is joke around. Like all you do is play, um, you know, but this is a serious situation we're in. And so then the movie takes this like sharp turn because now we're having the, this serious conversation. Um, and I kind of wondered if, if the rest of the movie was going to then, I mean, I knew it would still be a comedy, but if the rest of it was kind of, mm -hmm. kind of take things a bit more seriously. Yeah on a consistent basis, but I don't think that really happens. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like the, the serious moments are kind of just like these, 
these jarring things that happen. Yeah. And then the movie goes back to being funny. Because that's what happens in The Hood, apparently. I think to Ice Cube, you know, it'll be funny all day. Wow, shit will happen. Funny and the next few minutes. Wow, shit will happen. Funny again. Wow, mm-hmm. shit will happen. Like, and that's what happened at the end of the movie. Even the shootout when they were getting shot up by um, uh, Big Worm's goons. Also film debut of Ice Cube's homeboy Dub C. Shooting, mm. up the, shooting at Craig and Smokey. Even the way they were shooting, I'm like, yo, these things have no aim whatsoever. <laughs> they just sprayed down the block. No one's house got hit. Like, no, like I didn't hear a yeah. complain about who's shooting at my house, who's shooting at my windows. Exactly. But, There's also a point where uh, where Smokey is on top of a roof mm-hmm. pointing directly at them. And, of course, they don't hit him. Um, I mean, I don't think the movie, the movie never them. wants to. Right, right. The movie wants to avoid, obviously, like we said earlier, it wants to avoid showing people dying. So it's, it's it is making light of of those things. But yeah, I kind of thought that the I wasn't sure in that case if it was supposed to be like satirical or if it was the movie trying to infuse something serious and not really hitting the mark. Because then it happens again with with Felicia. She's in a relationship with Debo, but it, yeah. Debo is obviously abusive. And so yeah. he hits her. This is at like toward the end of the movie. We'll just jump. Y'all seen it. Okay. We've been over it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So um, Debo beats on Felicia and, and bruises her because at some point Smokey sneaks into his house and roots through his clothes and Debo wakes up and thinks that she did it. So mm-hmm. Nia Long, Debbie, she drags her sister out. She confronts Debo and she's like, you know, you hit her like she was a man, like she's a grown man. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not afraid of you. You're lucky I'm not a man. Cause I'd knock you out myself. Um, I believe I kind of wanted to see her. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of wanted to see her hit him anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, you know, he smacks her, which is when we get the fight between him and Craig, which is a pretty good fight. It's, it's, it's pretty satisfying. Like no, Craig smacking him on the head with like bricks and wood and trash cans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's another moment where I'm like, okay, but five minutes ago we were just, you know, dancing yeah, around kind dancing of dancing around. Um, in a shootout seven minutes yeah. ago. Like. And I mean, they do have that moment with, uh, I remember this clip went around a lot after John Witherspoon passed away mm-hmm. when he sees Craig taking the gun out of his drawer. And mm-hmm. he's like, what, what do you need a gun for? You know, yeah. you a man. Like when I was a kid coming up, these, these are all you need. Just, you know, left and right. And, you know, you fight and you lose, you lose, but you win, you live to fight another day. Um, and I actually yeah. think that that scene is effective, but again, that was like right after he yells at Smokey. So I was thinking, okay, like the movie, like it was jokes, but now they're taking a look at a little bit more of like the, of the serious side, not to make this a boys in the hood movie, not to make it menace to society, but to make it a bit more, but yeah, so that, I think the tone was a little, it had a, a paternal a aspect. Bit. That's so funny. Like your pops can be that funny guy. Or that annoying dude, True. but every now and then your pops will be like, "Listen, son, like you can yes. let fight day if you use your hands, but you use a gun, kill someone, or you get killed. That's it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Another, he levels with him, which is which was needed in the movie. You know, I think these movies did their job. Yeah, you know, they did their job to teach us lessons that we might not be taught, or it might not be highlighted in the media at the time. Mm-hmm. You know? And Ice Cube always wants to be deep. He was a deep one in NWA. He wrote "Fuck the Police." 
Yeah, true. He he did always have that political has always I should say has always had that political um, mind. Um, but yeah, they end up. I think Smokey ends up. They don't even end up paying Big Worm back. Actually, do that. Well, they don't like directly pay him back, but on the phone at the end, he was like, "Listen, I got your money. Tell your bitch ass boys to not shoot oh, up." Oh yeah, right, right, right. Friend. I'm going to rehab. I'm done smoking weed. Hangs up the phone and proceeds to light up a joint. To light up the weed, yeah, yeah. Um, and by this point, now you know we've had Craig confronts Debo. He knocks him out in front of the whole hood. Gets respect for using, you know, choosing not to use um, the gun on him and just fight him relatively fair and square. I mean, he he used what Sifu would call equalizers. Oh, <laughs> fucking Tiny Zeus Lister was a WWE wrestler. Yeah. He, I'm, I'm sorry, probably on steroids. Probably. The man's big as shit. Probably a little bit, yeah. The man's huge. Look at his head. You can throw a rock at it and it'll break. <laughs> you know? I was surprised the, the brick that he picked up and hit him with didn't break in this movie. No, for real. Sure. <laughs> and it was just, you know, Ice Cube. Ice Cube is average at best. <laughs> right, he's probably like 5'9". You know, five nine, maybe like two or five of you know, like just regular body regular dude ass. weight, not yeah. like you know, Michael B. Jordan or nothing. <laughs> yeah, so you know, he's punching up, but he he knocks him out, and yeah, that's when Smokey gets the money off of him. And then the, the UPS worker from earlier, he comes and gets his grandma's chain, snatches it back off of him. Um, and, and you kind of have this, this cool moment, and he takes the shoes off, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, that in itself, it is satisfying because by that point, you, I mean, I was pretty annoyed with Debo. Like, I was definitely ready to, like, once he hits Debbie, you're, it, it turns into, again, now it's not just like he's this big baby who, who walks around, you know, uh, bothering people, mm-hmm. but he's an abuser. And yeah. so, you know, you want to see him. <laughs> Ice Cube goes, that's a female. <laughs> you, you want to see, um, you want to see him get dusted up, and he does. Um, but yeah, the movie ends. Then you know he's a little bruised and whatever. But Debbie comes up to him, and she's like, "You said you what time you wake up tomorrow?" And he says eight thirty. I don't know why he's lying because he ain't got a job. But um, he might try to like I don't know. Let's start a new routine, bro. Might be corny. Maybe yeah, bro. He's like, maybe oh, I just want to wake up eight thirty, set myself on a schedule, right? Work out. Um, you saw him doing uh, those bench presses in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was getting he was getting his gains. It looked like the rec center that you and Josh used to go to. Oh my god! The equipment that they have there. Oh my god! It's gonna be me in my house with a bench press in here. Yeah, um, but yeah, they they get together. Basically, the implication is that um, Debbie and Craig get together at the end, um, and that's that's pretty much Friday. We're gonna take a little break, and then uh, we'll come back with our final thoughts. And we're back. So Friday, directed by F. Gary Gray, written by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, with cinematography by Jerry Lively. Um, so what, what were your, you, you rewatching this, Jude, like, and you're, you're, you're a grown man now yourself. You are 
thankfully employed, or at least I, you know, you have a lifeguard position. Yes, sir. Uh, um, how did you feel about watching this again, you know, compared to the other times you've seen it? It's a cool movie. It's refreshing. It's nice to just, you know, escape during quarantine. Mm. You know, you're just watching a fun movie. It's not too serious. It's not heavy because I think what we watch and we have so much, you know, content at our fingertips with Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus, and YouTube. We have... yeah. billions upon billions of material to watch from and it can be really heavy on us with the subject matter because we all like crime dramas and serious shit but this was just an adult nice refreshing movie where no one has to die there's Mm -hmm. no serious subject matter it's just a nice way to like step back get out of whatever's going on in your head whatever's going on in our lives it was just a fun place to escape to but also feel down to earth and relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's, I like watching it. I definitely understood why it's, why it's been so popular and why it's lasted so long. And I enjoyed myself for the most part. Um, there were times I, I felt that like the, the, the driving, I guess, conflict of the movie wasn't enough to keep me invested. Like yeah. I didn't like, I was like, whether or not they get these $200, I feel like ultimately things are going to be, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't even really matter. Like, and like the fact that the transaction doesn't even happen on screen is like, it shows you, it's just a thing to kind of, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? It's a device to boost the comedy. Um, and because the comedy is the main draw and it, it feels like, um, in that regard, it feels like a series of, it almost feels like a series of, of skits that were like, put together or a series of like scenes that were kind of like, or like funny conversations that were put together in, in, in one uh, movie. And there's definitely a lot of improv in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Tucker, I think improv most of his stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was shot very quickly. It was shot. I feel like. Yeah. I saw something like about a week, maybe I feel like a week, two weeks. And I saw like that's, some yeah. entertainment tonight thing about it. You know, it was after John Witherspoon passed away or the also the 25th anniversary of the movie coming out. It just mm-hmm. came out around the same amount of time. And they just had like some behind the scenes stuff of this them having fun, you know, in the dressing room and the green rooms, just, you know, enjoying themselves, joking around. It just seemed like a very fun atmosphere. But also it was made very cheaply, you know, yeah. they didn't have a lot and it didn't need a big budget, you know. It's not like it's The Rock and Kevin Hart driving yeah. cars through buildings <laughs> with ponies. Right. <laughs> it it was uh, it was filmed in twenty days, That's so cool. a little over a little over two weeks. Um, How quarantine was supposed to happen? <laughs> God, um, but yeah, I think that yeah, it's definitely it's like a friend of mine. Um, he coined this term or at least the first time i ever heard someone use it comfort movie like how you have comfort food you have comfort movies and i think friday is a comfort movie like it's something that it's if it's on if it's on tv it's perfect background noise you can pay attention for your favorite moments and then you can tune back out and look at instagram or whatever um and i think that since f gary gray wanted to create something that that was a testament to the good part of the hood yeah um good aspects of it i think he succeeded um, now I can't speak for those sequels. 
I've heard those yeah. sequels are pretty garbage. They're they're still funny and comfortable, but they're not as good as the first because Chris Tucker's not in it. No disrespect mm. to Mike Epps. Mike Epps is funny as shit, but Smokey is Smokey. I do not. Did, oh, yeah. Does he replace Chris Tucker as Smokey, or is it just a different character? It's just a different character, but he replaces Smokey as Craig's right hand guy. He plays Craig's gotcha. cousin, Day Day. Like, oh, I okay. Love this shit. And <laughs> it's just, it just seems like some like straight to DVD shit, bro. Yeah. At a barbershop. Those were the last two Friday movies, which was just some straight to DVD shit. I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff in this movie. Like first opening the movie with Jehovah's Witnesses knocking on the door and then oh getting <laughs> slammed in their faces. I have a funny story it's just, oh, please. Yo, so like this didn't happen to me. This happened to a friend of mine, but I wish it happened to me because, but this nigga was, he, he, he was a pothead. So <laughs> he tells me Jehovah's Witnesses knocks on his door. He looks at the peephole and he's like, I bet. So he puts a blunt in his mouth and draws upside down crosses on his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they. But my mom had to deal with him a lot, and she she's frequently closed the door on some Jehovah's Witnesses. So I don't take um, no, no, I, I I definitely was able to at least relate to that. But um, yeah, I mean, there's that. And we didn't even talk about, you know, the um, the the moment we recreated in our first photo shoot. The where they lean back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a shorty, but no, that was when Red's eye is just basically coming yeah. out of his face. Yeah, because he got socked by Debo. Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, you know, Friday is definitely a classic for a reason. I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad that I've seen it now so people can stop bullying me. I'll just, I'll, whenever people ask me if I've seen it, I'll say yes. And then, you know, I don't have to say when I saw it. Okay, I can, direct I can maintain. Directly to the podcast. Directly to the right. podcast. Directly exactly. For the listeners, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we always like to end on a good note. Uh, what are your songs of the week, Monsieur uh, Jude? I discovered, I didn't really, dis- I mean, yeah, I discovered a song uh, a couple days ago when I was watching this documentary about Ron Artest, who was a basketball player from Queensbridge. And mm. he uh, it, he was a big deal back in um back in the day because he, he was wild but uh there was a song called renee by the lost boys which is fire i put on my instagram yesterday because the beat is haunting and it's about this dude's girlfriend who dies but it's a, a really good song uh mm. so renee by lost boys uh garden grove by sublime and i'm trying to get my last joints um mm. Uh, Southside by Lloyd. Copy. Um, I started getting back into my reggaeton and Spanish music this week, so um, yo, I was Justin, listening to some Spanish, work. Spanish, aka like Theo Justin, Theo Yotin. Oh well, yeah, I have Papi Yotin. I have I have Papi Yotin, but I can definitely come up with some more. We're gonna figure it more, out. Bro. Need some more, man. Um, um but uh, I was listening to some Rosalia, a ningún hombre. Yeah, she's just great. I, I mean, I don't want to. I could gush about Rosalia, but I'm not going to do that because we're at the end of the podcast. Um, uh, Pero ya no by Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. and then to throw on a classic, um, Window Seat by Erica Badu. Just always great. Just to just to sit and vibe to. Just, um, just don't come in contact with Erica Badu, bro. You're going to come out with a kufi 
and with that that's a wrap for us today beloveds if you want more uptown love you can find our episodes new and old on spotify apple youtube and anywhere you like listening to your podcast as always we thank you for kicking it with us tune in next time when we check out juice and keep up with us on instagram and twitter we're on twitter now oh god at hbo (laughs) at hbo pod is all right thank you blessings and excellence as always Peace out. Later.